Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. It is July for those of us in America. Hope you had a happy 4th of July. For those of you in the UK, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's funny. <laughs> Llewellyn, any life updates? Um, July, I don't really have any life updates. Um, Do you have any update on your job, that job thing? You know, uh, I might by the point this episode comes out, but right oh, okay. this minute is a no. Okay, that's fine. You can just update us when you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that I got it, but I don't have, like, an actual confirmation that I got it, so I can't say that. Sure. But yeah, otherwise, nothing else has changed. I still hate Florida. It's still hot as crap down here, and Uh it rains a lot, and that's all I can say. It's been been rainy already this week. Kind of nice, though, because we don't get as much rain as you guys do, but... Yeah, it either rains or it's dry as all get out. And when it rains, it it rains. And it's about to rain because it looks a little testy outside. Okay, gotcha. Nice. Well, I feel like a 97-year-old woman today. <laughs> I, um, I went to the chiropractor because over the last two days, my lower back has been in such pain to where, like, I'll be laying on my bed and as soon as I go to move any which way like if I try to roll over if I try to get up my back is like it's crippling that's how much it hurts mm-hmm. I literally have I'm to sorry. kind of pull myself with my arm muscles because my arm muscles don't hurt to the end of the bed and then just like roll off the bed to be able and then like get my feet under me to be able to stand up <laughs> um, so I just went to my chiropractor and she was like yeah so based on like what you're telling me and kind of what I'm like feeling she's like it's not like you've slipped a disc or anything she's like I can tell that you're not using your core muscles at all and and so your back muscles have been making up for the fact that you haven't been using your core muscles and I was like all I was doing was like laundry and dishes the day that like I started feeling it come on she's like yeah, it can be those little things where you're like leaning over the sink and then leaning over the washer and dryer and then leaving leaning over the laundry as you fold it. She's like, I think your muscles like in your back are just like they're over it. They're done. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you haven't been using your core, um, which makes so much sense because for the last not that I haven't not been, but for the last two months since my surgery, I've active I've actually actively been avoiding using my core because my core muscles are right where all of my laparoscopic incisions are. So I've been avoiding like scrunching that that area because I've been wanting like those things to heal. Right. But it has cost me greatly (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't worth it. So if you guys ever need a fibroid taken out, don't not use your core muscles. Lesson of the day. So, um, other than that, Actually, I think that's it. Um, yeah. So 
do we want to we are winding down the end of the season this yeah. is crazy yeah, right there like these next four episodes are the last four of the season which is nice because that means they're perfectly lined up with like who leads what um yeah but we are literally winding down to what is probably one of the greatest yes finales. i would agree and I cannot wait to see how these next couple episodes go. So with that said, do you want to do the episode recap and we can start discussing it? Yeah. So this week we watched season six, episode 22, titled The One Where Paul's the Man. Teleplay by Sherry Bilsing and Ellen Plummer. Story by Brian Calderola and directed by Gary Halverson. Originally aired on May 4th of 2000. Despite Paul's threats, Ross and Elizabeth secretly head off to her family's mountain cabin, while Paul and Rachel have made the exact same plan. Yikes. And we are switching leads this week. It's all you. Yes, we are. This month. Okay, so we start in the soft open in the cafe. We see Phoebe walk in upset because a client has gifted her something, but they're just tickets to this photo exhibit. And she's upset Mm. because there's only three of them, Mm. which the boys are graciously bowing out because they don't need to go. Um, And then at the same time, Ross walks in, tells the friends that he and Elizabeth are going out of town this weekend for the first time. And Monica just lays in with the jokes that he is going to be rich with all the babysitting money that Paul is giving him for this. (laughs) But Ross fires back that Paul is much older than Rachel and rambles on and on and just basically like foot insert mouth. um, Yeah, he's trying to be the funny guy. Yeah. Paul walks in behind him and hears everything he's saying. Uh, sorry, one sec. My gain is, like, extra high. Okay. I'm, like, trying to fix it while I'm talking, and it's terrible. Okay. So Paul pulls Ross aside to tell him that he was okay with him dating his daughter, but now he's not, and he wants him to break up with her. Um, but Ross isn't having it. He finally stands up to Paul and tells him, like, look, I want to date your daughter and it doesn't matter what you say she's an adult and he's like well I can tell the university and then that kind of piques Ross interest because as we've learned in previous episodes it's not it's in the what syllabus or whatever it is the manual that they're not allowed to date that's basically the soft open you have anything okay I love how Phoebe knows the game that the boys are playing when they like you said graciously decline the museum invites and so she calls him out on it by saying it's practically a museum about lesbian love scenes and handing out free sandwiches and immediately joey is regretting the fact that he like gave up these you know tickets and we know that's not what they are but phoebe called them out so quick on that and i love that about phoebe um and i think like just the jokes about like oh he pays you for babysitting like all the money you'll make so funny 
Um, and then just how Paul doesn't give Ross any wiggle room. Like, he pushes None. on Ross's boundaries so good. Yeah. And then even though Ross has absolutely zero leverage, he still, like, baits him on. Um, it just makes for, like, great dialogue between the two of them. Yeah, for sure. So in the beginning of the main part, we're in a dry cleaner business Mm -hmm. um and joey is telling phoebe how he's excited to get his photo back up on the wall of fame he calls it since he is now a big time actor again um he tells us that he was up there when he was drake dr drake remore um but as he talks to the cashier we find out that he doesn't remember him and he doesn't care because his show's not yet on tv so why should he put him up there um but joey agrees quickly to bring him a tape of what they're recording so that he can get up there as quick as possible yeah yeah i love all the people that they put up there like jim belushi like he's since passed but he was like a great comp like comedic you know person matt lauer like the tv guide like the fact that all of these are such retro concepts now um yeah it's just funny to look at yeah So then we head over to the museum, I think it is, and the girls have arrived and they're immediately ready for the gift shop and lunch. They could care less about what they're actually viewing in this museum. Um, But Rachel tells them, look, I can't eat much. Paul's taking me out to dinner and he tells me that there's a big surprise planned. Um, And the girls are kind of like joking with her about what that big surprise is. And as this happens, an employee comes in showing what appears to be a couple about to get married, the where like the aisle and the ceremony would be in the particular room that they're in. Mm-hmm. And as the girls are like overhearing this, they all think like this would be an absolutely beautiful place to get married. But Monica being Monica quickly says like, oh, but I would switch where you put the aisle and where you put the ceremony because a big arch would look really beautiful right here and all of this stuff. And the whole time the employee can hear her and she's just like (laughs) not having it um so then i think it was rachel or somebody asked the lady like what like how many weddings do you get here and she told him they get a lot of weddings we have a two-year waiting list and then like storms off because she's still irritated by what monica said um and so at this point the girls tell monica that she should put her name on the list But Monica is quick to say, like, no, like, we're not even engaged. Like, Chandler and I aren't ready for that. But they're persistent. And they're like, look, what what would it hurt? Like, put your name on it. And if in two years you're not ready, then you're not ready and you don't have it. But what if in two years you are ready to get married? So it doesn't take much to convince Monica, I feel, to put her name on that list. Yeah, it it kind of it's funny how with the two year waiting list, it sounds like the 2020 brides who had to like redo their thing like redo their plans and so they were pushing out like two two years because of like the backlog of people needing to get married that weren't able to get married in 2020 because of the COVID pandemic um and it's like the people who buy a dress before they get married like it feels so risky and I don't know why I think it's because, like, you put, like, a big deposit down on places like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most of the time, I mean, I don't think for, like, wait lists, but, like, when you set 
when you set up a place you have to put down a deposit so i feel like that's like a big that's true just yeah. a big thing you know so i don't know i talk as if i've been married <laughs> right i wonder if the wait list though is like the wait list and then if you want to actually confirm the spot that's when you put the deposit down yeah i would imagine or that if, probably is or if you're actually like signing up for the date itself i don't know yeah um, so then we head back to the dry cleaners and Joey is returning uh, with a, or he's returning after he, the guy has apparently supposed to see, has seen the show. Um, yes. And he was very, we find out he's very offended. The show is not a good look for Russians, which this guy was, had a Russian accent. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Joey tries to like reason with him by pointing at Harrison Ford on the wall and pointing out his show, I can't I remember what show he or movie he said, but Air Force um, One. Okay, I think wasn't it? Maybe I don't honestly remember. But he pointed it out, and he tried to like say, you know, like the show wasn't good on Russians either. Yet he's on the wall, and but everything he tried to say just backfired. The guy basically told him to get out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Joey definitely addresses the double standard here. Um, a couple like little fun facts. So Ilya Vol- uh, Volak is the guy who plays the dry cleaner. He claims he never saw the movie Air Force One. However, Volak actually starred in the film, portraying Vladimir Krasin, the first terrorist to die at the hands of the president. Oh my god! So it's really? kind of like a it was kind of like a tongue in cheek, like yeah. oh I've never seen it, but he was like literally the main guy who was the Russian terrorist, which is just, I think that's really clever of them. Yeah. And then um, in that movie, Air Force One, uh, it also stars Gary Oldman, who was also in Friends and starred with Joey in both Friends and Lost in Space. So it was a little bit of like cross-reference like, you know, in the Friends you know, universe. Um, And then at one point, um, Phoebe at the dry cleaner says that she and Matt Lauer would be good together. But what's interesting is Lisa Kudrow once said that she almost got in a fight with him because he kept calling Phoebe dumb. (gasps) And Lisa was like standing up for her character. Wow. um, Which was interesting. And then I know we already passed it, um, but it does have to do with like another little fun fact later. But Marin Dungy, who plays the museum official, she will later have parts in episodes um, and uh, a man with a plan, both starting um, Matt LeBlanc. Maybe Joey episodes. I don't know why that didn't finish, but um, man with a plan will come up later as well. Um, So she actually goes on to play with Matt LeBlanc later as well. Awesome. All right. So then we head up to the cabin and Elizabeth is showing Ross around and telling her, telling him how her grandparents own it. It's part of their family. Um, But he doesn't really care. They get on the couch. They start kissing, doing all the things couples do. And Ross is quickly reminded of the fight with her dad Um, and brings it up but she tells him not to worry about it Um, what's hiding this relationship from one more person going to be which he agrees so she asks him if he brought protection and he isn't thinking the same protection she's thinking Uh, he immediately (laughs) goes to intruders but unfortunately he only brought two bug like two cans of bug spray and no protection so she is like no worries there's a store right up the up the road like I'll go get it so he or she leaves and he tells 
or as she's leaving, she tells him, why don't you go ahead, get undressed, get in the hot tub, and when I get back, we'll take this to the bedroom, basically. Um, so as she leaves, Ross is, like, singing to himself and begins stripping in the living room mm. and is surprised when there's a sound of Rachel and Paul's voices coming from the back door. Yeah, did you notice her pants? Like, the front of uh, her Elizabeth's pants in this scene, it's almost like the front of the pants kind of dip into a dip into a point and then the zipper goes down from that it's not like a hidden zipper it's like out in the open and it almost looks like her pants are undone it's such a weird like a weird look didn't love them so for those of you who maybe watch episodes after just take a look at her pants i don't like them at all um and then did you notice the weird laugh pause from david schwimmer when he was trying to like make a joke and there was like the audience just didn't latch onto it yeah um i noticed that and then What's funny is I don't think this scene aged very well because, like, now with Apple Maps and, like, internal GPS on your phone, this wouldn't even be a storyline. She was like, do you know where the store is? And he was like, no. And so that's why she had to go. But it's like he would just Apple Maps it nowadays. Like, no, just be right back. I'll just Google it, you know. Right. Um, So I think that's funny that, like, that really didn't age well. Yeah. All right, so then we head back to Monica and Chandler's, and Joey comes in pretty quickly with a pile of clothes in his hands, and he is grabbing what appears to be their coats and whatever's hanging on their coat rack, and Chandler's just, like, staring at him like, what the heck is happening? Um, And then he walks back out with no dialogue. Um, And at this point, the phone rings, and Chandler screens it, because who doesn't screen phone calls in the 90s? (laughs) Or Um, now. (laughs) Or now, yeah. And we find out it's the museum calling to let Monica know that there was a cancellation. And if she still wants to have the Bing Geller wedding. no. And then it's quickly cut off because Chandler has picked up the phone shocked. Oh, no. Yeah. He couldn't be more surprised at this moment. He, his, his life has been shook down to the core. Yeah. One thousand percent. So then we head back to the cabin. And Rachel, it's now Rachel and Paul, and they and she comments on how secluded it is up there, um, and then is eating a grape but drops it. So she goes to pick it up and <laughs> reeks out when she sees Ross is hiding under the couch. Well, doesn't um, he hand it to her? He does. Yeah, <laughs> Ross. And Paul isn't stupid. He sees her like kind of freak out, and he's like, "What? What's down there?" And she's like, "Oh, it's a bear. It's a bear's outside." And he's like, there's no bears up here. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, And she makes up some excuse about needing Diet Coke. So she asks if he could go to the kitchen and get her some Diet Coke. So he Mm -hmm. leaves and she tells Ross to like get up. So he comes out from under the couch, asks what he's doing there. And he basically tells her, you know, Elizabeth and I are up here. And she's like, well, where's Elizabeth? And he's like, she's at the store. And she's like, you sent her to the store? You didn't go? Which is valid. Um, But they're not quick enough in, like, figuring out how to get Ross out of the situation. They're too busy about Mm -hmm. figuring out why he's in the situation. So Paul is coming back in, and so she shoves him back under the couch. And in order to give them more time, she asks Paul to go get her some ice. 
But as Ross is trying to leave, he heads towards the kitchen, which I don't understand why he doesn't just go out the front door. I know. But I know. it is what it is. Um, but instead of going to the kitchen, she shoves him in like the closest room, which we don't know what it is yet. Um, and he closed the door. I don't know if you noticed this. But so when he loud. closed that door, it was so loud. I literally have so many questions. Why one? Why is he under the couch? He would be able to see Ross from the back of the couch. It's not mm-hmm. that deep of a couch. Wouldn't he have heard the door close from Ross? Why not quiet it when we went to close the door? Like, wouldn't he have heard them talking? There's it, yes, there's so much wrong with this scene. So, so much. much. Yeah. Why so not much. go out the front door? Like that gives you a better get a better escape. You could cut the daughter off at the pass when she comes back up the driveway. There's so many things. Yeah. That so, is troublesome about this storyline. Oh, it's so much. So they're back on the couch talking or whatever. And then in walks Elizabeth and she boldly proclaims, here I am. And her dad is just curious, like, okay, why, uh, why are you here? Like he's acting like all timid because he feels like he's been caught, but also he's like, why are you here? And why are you saying you're supposed to be here? Um, but Rachel is like quick and I mean, Rachel in this moment was good. Like she's quick on, you know, saving her about like the term paper that she needs to do. And like, while it, why Elizabeth's up there to just get some peace and quiet. Um, and she tells her like, why don't you go in that room right there and get your homework done? Um, and Elizabeth chime or clues us in on the fact that, that she wouldn't go in that room because that's my dad's bedroom. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. Yeah. And the awkward father-daughter exchange, like, where he's trying to tell her that he's trying to get some, it's just the weirdest. It's so weird. Like, I was uncomfortable. She looks uncomfortable. Like, the fact that he's trying to give her the, like, old, like, head nod, like, get out, like, we're trying to do something here is so disgusting to me. Yeah, like, his whole demeanor should have shifted to, like, hey, how can I help you, daughter? Like, not get out of here you're like messing up my time yeah it's yeah okay so we head back to monica and chandler's place chandler is blankly staring at the answering machine (laughs) when monica enters with groceries for dinner and he's very flustered gets up walks to the door yells goodbye stating that uh, she she like is asking him questions or saying something like something about dinner and he yells goodbye and states like well you should have asked or waited for me to ask and like closes the door yeah and very clever writing to like give you what's yeah. happening yeah so she like is very confused as anybody would be in the situation and mm-hmm. so she sees that there's a message she goes and plays it and is immediately mortified when she realizes that not only is this the message that's on the answering machine, but that Chandler has heard it. Yes. I didn't know that voicemails catch when you pick up. Oh, yeah, they do. I always thought that they just, like, stopped recording because you had picked up the phone. No. Once it starts recording, it doesn't stop until, like, somebody hangs up. I did not know that. Or I had yeah. forgotten that from my 90s days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we head back to the dry cleaners for a quick little scene where Joey is dropping off clothes because previously the guy had mentioned, you don't even bring your clothes here, so why would I hang your picture up? 
Yes. Um, only to realize that he isn't there. So he asks the lady behind the desk to tell him. And she proceeds to tell Joey, like, there's two people that can get your photo up on this wall. As she's kind of, like, hinting at, I'm the other girl that can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we head back to the cabin. And Paul asks Elizabeth if she's going to stay. And she quickly says no. But she could use Rachel's help on one last problem upstairs. <laughs> she's like, there's just one problem I'm trying to solve. <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, Rachel and her are on the same wavelength. For sure. And, like, Rachel's struggling to keep him in the dark while trying to, like, help her. Yeah. So Rachel asked Paul to go to the car and surprise her with something from the car. She doesn't care what it is, but just go get it from the car. (laughs) Um, Before loudly saying where everybody is going to be so that Ross is aware of the situation. Um, So everybody kind of disperses to their relative places. But Paul stops when he sees the luggage and he decides that this is the moment he's going to take it into the bedroom. So he takes it into the bedroom, closes the door. And probably my most favorite part of this whole episode, Ross slinks down the door that is literally the best part yeah to like a crawling position and like slides under the bed it is it's the best like slink down i think i've ever seen Um, it's my favorite it reminds me of like i don't know why but like how the grinch stole christmas like the slink slink. (laughs) like just the way that he literally like collapses in on his knees is so funny yeah Um, So Paul stands in front of the mirror and this is a moment when he gets a little bit vulnerable because he thinks he's alone. So Ross is watching him under the bed, which might I add through the reflection of that mirror, you could clearly see see Ross. Yes, completely agree. Um, Paul delivers a monologue of compliments in the Mm. mirror to fire himself up with what's about to go down with him and Rachel. But before... Yeah. So he's doing that. And <laughs> some of the things he calls himself is you're a neat guy. You're you are the man. He kind of checks himself out by looking down his shirt, tells himself he's still sexy. He's a mm-hmm. love machine. Yeah. Does this little like dance that like ends in a weird grunt and calls it showtime. <laughs> All while Ross is witnessing every single moment under the bed. Yeah. So then we head back to the cafe and Monica is frantically looking for Chandler. She asks Phoebe if she's seen him. He's heard the message. Um, She asks, like, how bad could this be? And Phoebe replies, well, with Chandler. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Um, And Monica is just like beside herself and tells Phoebe like look I'm never listening to you and Rachel again like I should never have done this and that's really all that happens in the cafe yeah also Phoebe has like stunning hazel eyes I've never noticed there was like there was like one view of her that I was like oh my gosh her eyes are stunning and I think it was at like the top of the the scene but I was like, man, I would have thought she had blue eyes or something. Like, I was not expecting, but, like, they are gorgeous hazel eyes. Nice. Um, so then outside, 
and in the dry cleaner, they're kind of like side by side scenes. Uh, Phoebe asks Joey if he thinks the picture is up yet. Um, and he thinks that after the date that he and the woman had, it better be. So they enter the cleaners and they find the picture is on the wall, but it has an added bonus to it. It's got yes. in bold letters the word son of a bitch all over yeah. his face. Yeah. And Joey turns around and finds out that not only did he sleep with her, but he slept with the owner's wife. Yeah. So he should really ask some qualifying questions. <laughs> he really should, but Joey doesn't think that way. Yeah. So then we head back to the cabin for the final time, and Elizabeth comes into the bedroom looking for Ross, who is now crammed into the nightstand, which I don't know how he fit in there. Or why he felt the need to move from one spot to the other when he wasn't in the room. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Because it's not like it was a place where he heard the door open and, like, shoved himself in there. Right. Um... So he gets out and he starts to like leave through the window when we hear Rachel yell, don't go in there. I need another Diet Coke. And then Paul comes in only to catch Ross like halfway out the window. Yeah. Um, And so Ross tries to play it off that he was coming up there to break up with Elizabeth. But Paul (laughs) doesn't get that and tells like immediately tells him he's fired. Um, But Ross has some tricks up his sleeve that Paul doesn't know about yet. Yeah, he does. Because after all, he's too a neat guy and a love machine which I think it was brilliant of Ross to like say things like say it that way rather than like calling him out for the girls to hear right um, and that quickly makes Paul back down and he offers to show Ross the guest room yeah I like how Elizabeth like bailed on him completely yeah Ross like tries to bail it off and she's like yeah I'm out of here um but then, like, Rachel in the back watching her face. I love how she has no clue what's happening because of, like you said, the way that Ross is portraying it. He's trying to do it covertly, as in, like, I could easily say that, like, this is what you said. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, they become really fast friends because of that. <laughs> Very fast. At one point, I can't remember when it was, but Ross says that Paul is a man with a plan. Um, and I said it before, but years after Friends, Matt LeBlanc starred in A Man with a Plan in 2016. So I thought that was like a funny, like little crossover yeah, and knowing catch. that they also had like roles in there too. Um, I will also say, um, I don't know if it was this episode specifically, but Bruce Willis did win an Emmy for his performance as Paul Stevens. What? Yeah. Wow. That, that is insane. I feel like that's giving a lot of credit for such a small role. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. All right. So then the final scene before the tag is back in Monica and Chandler's apartment. Monica is pacing the apartment as Chandler walks in, not freaking out at all. He is calm as can be. Or she is calm as can be. Um, And Monica tells him, like, look, it's a beautiful place. I'm not trying to pressure you. Starts to mention, like, Phoebe and Rachel told me to just reserve it. But he just, like, starts going off. Um, And it's starting to spiral. Like, you can see, like, in his mind, like, this isn't going to go well. So she's just trying to reassure him, like, look, it was a mistake. It doesn't mean anything. 
he asked her to like confirm it like are you sure it doesn't mean anything and she said yes it does not mean anything um and she he it appears like all is well like chandler's calmed down she's calmed down everything is good she tells him like look i'm gonna go tell joey that you're back because he was worried yeah so she leaves and then it's (laughs) i i really feel like it's important to to note here like she's leaving chandler's facing the door and like as she closes the door he kind of starts to have this smirk on his face Mm -hmm. and phoebe's door opens because phoebe is staying there with them and she comes out asking if monica bought it bought it and he turns around and what he thought of the place and he turns around and says i think it's beautiful and he plans (laughs) on proposing to monica this scene is the pinnacle of tv it (laughs) It was so uh, good he was so convincing i love how phoebe's in on it and it was such a sweet moment between those friends that like really don't have any storylines that intimate together yeah um i mean the last time we saw them like one like a storyline that was pertaining like pertaining to them was when they were trying to out the relationship and she had to like Hold what is in. that like play chicken with him like yeah. sexual chicken essentially like to try and get him to convince or like to reveal that they were in a relationship and it's been so long since we've seen them like in a real storyline together and I loved this like private moment where they're in on it it's so sweet yeah it was good um, question and I don't actually know the answer to this was this something that they had planned all along like did did Phoebe get those tickets on purpose so that monica would see the place because i mean i mean i don't think so but i just feel like that would have been an even better storyline if it was like all planned like that yeah but that would bank on him knowing monica thinking that that was a beautiful enough place to get married like she didn't even know that it was like a wedding venue until somebody was giving the tour i think as soon as he heard the voice message I think he started playing it ever since. I think when he left, he left with the purpose of throwing her off to go look at it. Yeah, you're probably right. I think he knew immediately, like, this is, like, he did freak out for a second. But then as soon as that phone was hung up, I think he was like, I'm going to go check it out. And then yeah. and then brought Phoebe in on the plan because Monica was probably asking everybody where he was at. I'll bet Phoebe knew the whole time. Oh, for sure. Cool. Anything else before we do the tag? I guess like two little things. I will say that um, Joey is in the dry cleaner four separate times and a blonde woman wearing a brown jumper walks past the windows oh my gosh, every thank time. You. Thank you. I noticed the same <laughs> thing. I actually every rewound it at one point. And I'm like, <laughs> is this the same woman over and over and like, over? Every single time. So you can tell they block shot like yeah. with those same doubles or same like background actors and everything. And also she like... I don't know if you noticed, but, like, in one of the scenes, like, she had to do, like, two or three passes by the window. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you walking in a circle? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that I will just call out, like, for for a two-year waiting list for this wedding to be, like, held at the museum, because it's two years, it's highly unlikely that one yeah. cancellation could speed up Monica and Chandler's wedding to the next one in line. Versus reaching out to every other person who's on a two-year waiting list. Right. So I will just call that out. The likelihood of that is pretty Very low. Slim. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the tag is pretty quick. 
it's in the cafe. Joey comes in to get a coffee before he's heading to the set. And Gunther gives him orders because last we knew, Joey worked at the cafe. And Joey looks at him. He's like, I didn't tell you that I quit. And he's like, I guess you didn't tell me you quit. Um, Joey. But it's okay because Gunther was going to fire him anyway. Yeah. Yikes, Joey. Not a good look. Yeah. And that's it. So favorite scene? Oh, that last one. Same. That last one for Same. sure. Chandler, Monica, <laughs> oh, cool. he had us so with, convinced. Yeah. I think that with like an added, like Ross's slink down the door. <laughs> yeah. That was a moment for sure. Yeah. Like I'm here for that moment of him slinking down, but that yeah. scene where he has so convinced Monica that she had to like talk him down and throw, I mean, threw her off the scent. I mean, yeah. she's not even going to be sniffing in that direction for a while because he so threw her off that now he can, like, go do it. And it's so great. Yeah. Um, episode rating. Uh, yikes. Um, Monica Chandler. Joby and the thing. Um... What's hard is that, like, I know the direction we're heading, and I love, like, I loved the end so much, but I really, like, didn't care about the episode as a whole. I would probably say, I guess it's, like, maybe just above average with the how you doing. I think I'm just going to have to do that. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, Unagi, because same, like, I don't want to change... I don't want to, like, I, I love this episode for the ending, but I don't want to change the whole episode rating based on one scene, so. Yeah, yeah, I did like the uncomfortableness of, like, Ross and, and like, the whole situation with, like, Rachel and them trying to battle it out for this mountain home with their, like, lover. Um yeah. But, like, I didn't care for Joey's at all, so it kind of, like, it just didn't average much for me. Yeah, that's good. All right. All right. Yeah. Post show wrap up. Trivia. Okay. What is Rachel's dad's first name? Jack. No. No. That's um, sorry, the one that's, we couldn't think of. That's, oh, like, gosh. I was having ago. flashbacks. That's why. It was like PTSD. Uh, it's not like Tim, Doctor. Is it? Isn't he a doctor? No. Is he? Oh, he's not? Have we ever heard her dad's name? I'm sure we have, or else this would not be a trivia question. Is it like Tim or Roger? I don't actually know. I don't know. I don't think it's Tim. (laughs) I was nowhere close. In fact, the only thing I'm confident in is that it's not Tim. (laughs) It's Leonard. Oh, I would have never guessed that. All right. This one we should get. If we don't, I don't know if we should do trivia anymore. What's the name of Joey's stuffed penguin pal? Hugsy. Yes. See, we can, we do know some. I know. I just think our friends get mad at us more than. <laughs> okay. To be more fair, we get them right. I don't know why it looks like this, but the the writing or like the font on the question about Rachel's dad is different than the other one. Like the back of Wait, it. Wait, the what? The font on the card is different. Uh huh. It's almost as if, like, somebody had to erase it and redo it, and they didn't realize the font was... <laughs> I don't know. It's a dumb oh, call. that but drives me just, nuts. Yeah. Dang. 
Um, okay, social media spotlight. We heard again from Uncle Mike. He said, thank you so much for your content. Every day I can't wait for the next episode. And he said, also, girls, I'm also from 1989, which is years we were born. We are basically the same age. We are practically the same age and have the same pains as you do. That's funny. Um, Kevin let us know that he said, it was called spring break even back in my old timer days when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Spring vacation has never been a thing. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that. Um, Manang, thanks for reaching out and sending us some things. Um, he said, wait, can I read this? Yeah, yes. okay. it goes to what um, he's talking about in the show or in the yeah, clip yeah. he sent us. Okay, so Manang... Um, Manang says, hey, y'all, I didn't listen to an episode for like three months due to my busy schedule, but I realized I should always listen to y'all because you don't know how much y'all help me relax. Here's a story. I failed my organic chemistry paper really badly, and I got to write imp uh, impositions for a hundred times. I started writing it and decided to catch up with you guys and listen. I had 10 episodes to catch up with, and halfway through ep the ninth episode, I finished writing my punishment in no time. So literally, you guys are really helping me out balance the stress from senior year. Um, then he sent a couple of reels, and then he said... Um, he said there is uh, there's a reel about uh, Joey and Chandler talking about his Joey's apple. Um, that joke about like it's not named after each individual person. <laughs> um, and he said uh, there's one time when I was um, so embarrassed during my doctor's visit. I also said my Joey's apple hurts and the doctor was confused AF. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so fun that's you know those funny. are things that i don't realize that like we have certain sayings in the united states in like certain like that's a joke for a reason but if you listen to english and learn english through comedy you might not actually get that that's not the right thing so manang thank you for sharing uh your vulnerable moment with us um, he gave us a recommend to a friend that we will shout out in a future episode when we don't have one. Um, then uh, we also got a um, another message from Aradia. She said, just a little update. I'm not going back to boarding school. <laughs> she said, I got an admission into my old school again, um, which is so great. So. Uh, yeah, so that's our update with uh, recommends to a friend or not recommend uh, social media spotlight. Nice. So speaking of recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. Yeah, I have one. Um, yeah. It's just not written there. So I feel like it's been a minute since I've recommended any um, like true crime podcasts because <laughs> mm, I still do listen to them. I listen to them often, actually, which is I don't know what that says about me. But um, there's one, I don't know, I'm trying to find out what channel, oh, um, the ID channel, if you know what that is. I can never oh, remember. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, they have a podcast called Mind of a Monster, and every season they, they've, they're on season four right now, I think, oh no, season five. And every season they do like a different um, kind of like deep dive into a different serial killer or 
just like famous criminal or whatever and it's usually like six to eight episodes and it's a i think she's a psychologist i'm looking at the description she yeah she's a professional criminal psychologist who takes the time like she she talks with like people that were investigating the criminal at that time or um like friends of the person family like anybody that was around during like the time of that like serial killer she'll like kind of have these conversations with them and like to kind of really get into like the mind of like what made this person do what they did um and so like it's just like a different take on different people like they she has one on Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm currently listening to one on uh, Eileen Warnos, who I've heard her story, but I don't know it very well. Um, So it's just like interesting to like hear like the backstory and like with Eileen's like we get to hear from like one of her best friends growing up and just like hearing that perspective is kind of cool. So if you're into the true crime stuff and you're looking for a podcast, I recommend Mind of a Monster. It is very I mean, obviously, I wouldn't allow and I wouldn't want kids to listen to it, but um, it's just an interesting take on maybe some of those uh, serial killers or criminals that you've heard a lot on. Um, it just gives a different view to it, I think. And I, it's not super graphic, which is nice, but um, it can be kind of deep at times. So definitely not let anybody too young listen to it but if you're you know i think feel like there's some of us out there that are along our age and might appreciate listening to something like that so mind of a monster um i listen to it on apple podcasts i'm sure spotify has it anywhere else so wherever you're listening to this you could probably find it nice um my recommend to a friend is this for y'all who are like very tax tech savvy you guys might have already figured this out but um i just realized that you could do things called tab groups on your internet browser at least for safari um i used to think that anytime i wanted like groupings of tabs to go together i would just have to have one window open and then that window would hold all of those tabs so like for example right now the 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 tab group that I have open is the one with friends podcast. So I have our Spotify for podcasts. I have our Google, um, uh, drive up that has all of our show notes. I have our master show schedule, our show notes. I've got our, our audio files so that when we're done, they can like go in the right, like, folder so that Llewellyn can like make edits. And then I have one that's like a web browser so that one tab that's the web browser so that when we do our recommend to our friend, I can link the thing. So then in the in the past, I would have opened a completely different window for things like um, our Paris trip. I've got like four documents, a Google thing up, and I would have to do a completely different window. Now I just have one window open, but there are four different tab groups that I have available. So the little um, the little spot that's next to like the red X, the yellow dash, and then the green thing that like expands to full screen. Right next to that, there's like a little icon that looks like like maybe a third and then two thirds of like a computer page. If you click on that, you can create tab groups. And it has literally changed the organization of my web browsers. And I 
it's a game changer. So I thought I would recommend it to you guys. It's called Tab Groups. If you guys don't know how to do it, I'll link in the show notes like a Google search on like how to create them or how to edit them. So right now I can switch between Paris Tab Groups, um, our friend's bachelorette party that I'm planning um, because there's, you know, six different tabs that I've got open for that. The one with friends podcast tabs that I can have open. Um, And then I also have a general one that I have open at all times for just random searches. Um, So yeah, tab groups. Highly recommend that if you use, at least if you use Safari. I know that it for sure is available in there and it has changed the game for me. Uh, so for those of you who like organization, sure Google does it as well. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys want a little bit of organi- organization, tab groups, I love it. Recommend yes. to a friend. Nice. 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 Cool. All right. Next week, we're going to cover the one with the ring. Yes. So we'll catch you guys next week on the one with friends podcast. <laughs>